Hello, Jesse McDo here, The Martial Arts of Money. Uh, January 30th, 2019. Having a pretty good uh, January. Coming out with a bang on the goals. Uh, we're doing a, a bit of a series here today on Winning Through Intimidation by Robert J. Ringer. I just want to say thank you, Nathan Hatton, for bringing this book to my attention five years ago. I read this book five years ago. Uh, it was amazing then and coming back to it now, and it's amazing now. And what I'm doing today is I'm dialing in to uh, revisiting the chapters uh, that specifically resonate with me. And I've got one, two, three, four more due today. I did one earlier. And so what I'm going to do now is look through to see which one is going to bring me the, the most benefit. Okay, because I'm investing my time here. So let me decide. Okay, I'm going to read the last one, chapter 21. Why had the tortoise been able to hit the jackpot? What was behind my winning through intimidation? Okay, it's a pretty short chapter. Cool. Yeah, this won't be long. We'll be able to do chapters in this one broadcast here. Why had the tortoise been able to hit the jackpot? Translation, what was behind my winning through intimidation? I'm going to be reading faster too, guys, because I do got to get back to work. Uh, and I just got a, another message. My uh, best friend, Neil Green's in town. Just got, got to Vancouver. Amazing. Displayed in this chapter is a summary chart of the six deals I just described. All of those properties were sold by me during the very first year following the organization and implementation of my philosophy and techniques. Awesome. Awesome. But it's important to remember that these fat five and six figure commissions represent only a small fraction of the total number of deals I worked on during that, that year. Without the theory of sustenance of a positive attitude through assumption of negative result, there is no way possible that I could have ever received any one of these commissions. The disappointment and frustration I endured in working on the scores upon scores of details that did not close or for which I did not get paid would have completely discouraged me had it not been for my understanding of the reality that most deals simply do not close because of factors beyond the salesman's control. And that later statement, my friends, is reality. Not that you or I wish things to be, but the way things really are. Either you acknowledge that fact and you use it to your benefit or will automatically work against you. So let me highlight that. Basically, reality is not the way you are wish things to me, but the way they really are. Either you acknowledge that and use it to your benefit or it will automatically work against you. Bingo. When I had organized my philosophy and techniques, my hopes for success basically rested upon the theory of reality. It was the very foundation, the backbone for the rest of my philosophy. Without this theory, all of my other theories combined included 
including the theory of intimidation, could not have given me the results I obtained. And certainly, any techniques for applying my philosophy would have been meaningless. In order to take the proper action regarding anything, you first have to be sure of what the thing is. Having the greatest cure in the world for the common cold doesn't help a heck a lot if the ailment you're trying to treat is the mumps. It was my unwavering determination to face reality, to recognize and acknowledge it even though it was hard to swallow at times. That served as my foundation. It was only after I felt confident that I knew what the thing was, reality isn't the way you wish things to be, nor the way they appear to be, but the way they actually are. Oof, that's a tongue twister. That I was prepared to take proper action. Boom, bingo. Only then did my study and analysis of the facts, my real life experiences lead to the constructing of my philosophies and the methods, my techniques for using reality to my benefit rather than allowing it to work against me. Because my, and uh, I don't know if it's like native religion or whatever, but the coyote is actually the world's most uh, successful predator. And you call upon the coyote when you have to balance, you know, your hopes and dreams, like abstract things to just practical survival. And uh, yeah, just thought to put that in there. Because my philosophy was based on reality, all my techniques were either directly or indirectly aimed at the most important reality of all, the necessity of getting paid. It was in reality that led me to this fifth step of what I call I had always heard described as the four steps of selling. Regardless of the product or service, selling is not an end in itself. Selling is only a means to an end, receiving an income. Contrary to the emphasis in many success in how-to books, closing deals is not the name of the game. It is only a means to an end of walking away with chips in your hand. Reality dictates that the mere closing of deals will not pay your grocery bills. Only getting paid will do that. In business, love, and life in general, getting paid is what it's all about. I like, I, like most people I've known, often hid my eyes from the realities of the jungle because they seem too brutal to accept, which is true. But whether or not I accepted them did not change the fact that they were realities. It wasn't until I finally forced myself to stop being an ostrich, that I was able to start making some headway in the jungle. Brutal is another one of these freely used relative words. Relative to the Candyland rules of goody two-shoe-isms taught in the so many success books, the realities of the jungle may seem brutal, but relative to fantasies which actually support those rules. The realities of the jungle are forthcoming. Sorry, the realities of the jungle are comforting. Based on my interpretations of reality and relativity, the techniques I used were not brutal either. I merely fought fire with fire. The techniques were no more brutal than the realities they were intended to reckon with. And realities are nothing more than things, not good or bad, not brutal or comforting. They just are. Because of this, I have to admit that 
when I look back on characters like my type number three professor in my first deal in Cincinnati, I'll tell you who type number three is. Type number three is sincerely sorry, but the result is just the same if he's, he were glad, which is, I really didn't mean to cut off your hand at the wrist, but I had no choice when you reached for your chips. The big bad wolf in Dayton mumbles and good old boy in Memphis or Br'er Bear in Omaha. A warm feeling of nostalgia comes over me. What the heck, they were just playing the game to win. So you get a little banged up and now and then, so what? I believe in ice ball theory. Business is just a game and life is only a bigger game. And when you're playing a game, it's amateurish to dislike your opponent just because he wins. Exactly. With everything in proper perspective, I have to admire all those number ones, twos, and threes who made so many good plays against me. All they were doing was trying to win by the rules of the game. It's just that the game happens to be played in a jungle, and thus the rules of the jungle prevail. On the other hand, just because you admire an opponent's ability certainly doesn't mean that you should help him get more chips. He'd like you to help him, but believe me, he doesn't expect it. Like him, you should do what is in your best interests. Reality is such that it simply isn't true that if you do a good job, you will get what you deserve. That kind of attitude will only turn you into a cobweb-covered skeleton with a pile of cigar butts where your chips should be. And remember, looking out for your best interest does not conflict with your doing a good job at whatever it is you're supposed to be getting paid for. Yeah, this is where I have to improve. Looking out for your best interest does not conflict with your doing a good job at whatever it is that you're supposed to get paid for. It simply means that you make sure you do get paid for the good service you render. You have the right to be remunerated for a good performance and don't allow anyone to intimidate you otherwise. Exactly. I will come play guitar at your party for a thousand bucks. I'll play for probably like 45 minutes. Play electric or acoustic. It's a thousand bucks. You go make payment at uh, patreon.com forward slash martial arts of money. Book your uh, rock session, guitar session with me now. Nor do you have to feel comp contempt for someone like legal men. You must understand that he is not out to get you when he kills your deal. If there is one thing, he is not in particular. He doesn't discriminate when it comes to killing deals. He's just doing his thing. By all means, try like the devil to win. But if legal man stops you, st stops you on downs on the one-yard line, give him his proper credit. Don't be afraid to admire him for displaying a valiant goal-line stand. 
In closing, let me say that many people have asked me to explain to them how they can tell whether or not they are properly coping with intimidation. I designed the test below to help you determine for themselves the answer to this question. Perhaps you too might want to test yourself. Test your might. Okay, we're almost done here. Um, Leapfrog Tortoise. How are you firing with intimidation? First. Uh, there's a series of 15 questions here. Do you often wake up in reception rooms that find you being, you've been sucking your thumb and playing with a yo-yo? Are you repeatedly invited to dinner only to discover that you're the first course on the menu? Kinda. People invite me places because they want me be there because when I'm there, it's everyone has a good, better time. Yeah, it's like, but I'm not here to amuse you. I'm not your joker. Everybody wants the, the MMA fighter around because it's cool and whatever, bro. It's like, ain't nobody got time for that, son. Gotta get paid. Do you ask your attorney's permission before you go into the bathroom? No, I am the attorney. Are you working harder and harder, but just getting older? No, making progress every day. Are you in awe of people who wear white hats? What the hell does that even mean? I'm a white hat. No. Do you often ask yourself in the mirror, 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 on the wall, who has the best positive attitude of them all? Only to have your answer back bullshit? No. No, this is all loser attitude. Do you find yourself panting excessively whenever a court holder enters the room? No. I guess. Did you go to the last costume party dressed as a hare? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Do you walk around feeling secure because so many people have told you, don't worry, I'll take care of you? No, takes care of me. Are you often selected to, to be patient in operations? Remembered by the slogan, operation was successful, but the patient died. It's their uh, whatever, their widget, their business. When you're done, boom, you're out. On to the next road. But I do like, um, I do like consulting gigs better than a steady nine to five always get a new environment I get bored in my environment if there's no challenge and I'm not growing and uh, my entire generation of the Millennials feels that way as well when your house went up in flames and the firemen came crashing through to save you were you sitting in your favorite easy chair playing the fiddle no man I'm doing the best I can when you get hungry do you resort to chasing squirrels Do you find yourself bluffing more, but walking away with less? No. When you were a little boy, did you always want to grow up to be a good old boy? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I grew up in a lot of violence. Do you bark a lot at closings? I don't even know what that means. What's the grading scale? Well, if you answered either yes or no to any of the above 15 questions, you flunked. It was a trick to trick test to see, at the very least, if I got the ice ball theory across to you. No matter what your feeling is about the rest of my philosophy, 
you salvage something from this book if you can just face the reality that nothing you do is going to matter in 15 billion years from now. Well, I disagree because this podcast will last for 50 billion years from now. Anyways, relax. Cool it. Don't take yourself so seriously. It's just a game. Exactly. Oops. Gotta be running along now. Just saw an opening to the left of some hair. Have to keep moving while he's still daydreaming. Maybe I'll be seeing you around the jungle from time to time and we might even have a go at a game of intimidation together. If you aren't able to recognize me by my black rimmed sunglasses, black suit, and black briefcase, you can always spot me by the frog tattoo on my shell. Yeah, the shapeshifter. Okay, that concludes the uh, chat 21. The Wink to Intimidation. Stay tuned for the next one coming up.